Welcome to the Solomon's Porch Podcast, the podcast from the worship experience of Solomon's Porch at Valdosta First United Methodist Church. We want you to be encouraged and inspired in your faith journey. So sit back and relax, unless you're driving or using heavy machinery, and enjoy. When I hear that song from Howard Jones, it takes me back to 1986, three weeks traveling all over Europe, and we listened to that cassette tape over and over and over again on the super high-tech Walkman with external speakers that one person brought. It was the only tape we had. And so as we traveled around Europe on trains and the buses and everything, we got to hear Howard Jones and his see his, well, we didn't see the video. We didn't know about the sweet dance moves until later when we got back and saw it on MTV. But when I hear that song, I am taken back immediately. I can smell like the diesel fuel smell that comes out of the, the cars all over Europe, you know, all the diesel engines. I can, I can taste the hard, like, sourdough-style bread that you ate everywhere and the warm Coca-Cola you get because they don't give you a lot of ice. And I can remember the, the, uh, the Italian discotheques. And I remember the late nights trying to find a Burger King or a McDonald's um, in a foreign language. I mean, I hear this song. I'm not kidding. And I am taken back almost, well, actually, 30 years ago, and there I am in Europe. And here's the deal. Without the song, without the song playing and me hearing it, I don't think about that trip very much. I don't like, you know, but every time I'm in my car and that song comes on, I am there again. I am, I'm in Europe. Are you kind of like that? When you hear a song, when you hear something from, I mean, it could be a year ago, it could be from a couple of decades ago, but it's like... A song comes on and this, this portal opens up and you just step back in time. You're there, you know, you're, you're laying by the pool or you're at the beach or you're, you know, you're, it's your, your first, you know, sweaty junior high dance. You know, it's like you just, you're, is anyone with me? Are you with me on this? So I thought we would do a little experiment this morning and just see, and this is why the band's still up here, just see if you can hear like a few bits of a song and you're just there, you go. So let, let's see what, what Justin and the, the guys have in store for us. Yep, there you are. There you are. You're in the gym. You're sweaty. They're sweaty. You're doing the junior high dance that you do. Right? You're there. It's just so good. It just takes you back. You step into the portal and you find yourself there. It's just what we do. I don't know. You think anything else might take us back? Let's see. We'll see. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. I see some nods. I got some amens. So I have some. Yeah. Woo. It's so good. This is the. Uh, that's the stalker theme song. Every breath you take, I'll be watching you. But here's what, here's what that song reminds me of, though. Uh, I remember the summer that, I guess maybe it was the summer we got HBO, and we thought it was really cool. But they were covering Wimbledon, and I was a big tennis freak, you know. And this was like the song that they acquired that year. So every time they showed clips or flashbacks of the matches, this is that song. That's where it takes me, right to my living room and my turn the dial. To, what, do you, what else you got? See if we're going back in time anymore. Uh, I never heard it. No, I don't know it. I don't know this one. I've never. (laughs) 
This song takes you back to every wedding reception you've ever been to. Right? Oh, but it's so good. You hear the lyrics and you're just like, oh. All right. Probably this will be the toughest one, I think, of all that you've offered. I don't know if anyone knows this one. But we'll see. We'll see if they do. What? Turn it up. party you've never been to. That's the one Skinner song we will The one Skinner song, that's right. Freebird, no, okay. Hey, we all thank our band for being up here and playing with us this morning. <laughs> Justin is always so willing to play along and then he does a lot of arm twisting during the week and the rest of the band follows suit, so thank you guys, I appreciate it. <laughs> But you hear these songs, you hear a song, and it just takes you back. It's, our, our brain is wired in such an amazing way that you can hear a few chords, a few notes, a few lines of a song, and you're able to recall stuff you didn't know was even in there. You, you hear a couple of lines, and, and you start repeating lyrics, right? Lyrics just start flowing off your tongue. You can't remember what you had for lunch, but you're singing a song from like 1979 that, that like your parents listen to all the time. It's just there. Our brains have this amazing way of retaining and then recalling information. And music is just an amazing way that God does that. It just, it just draws us in. It does that. Um, and I think about this, um, about how God has, has, has wired our, our brain. And one of the songs, I think it was a uh, uh, brown eyed girl, you know, it's one of the songs you sing, you know, when you're a kid, you're younger. And then have you ever gotten older and you're singing a song you used to sing when you're a kid? And then you hear some of the words, you're like, oh, I didn't know what that meant when I was singing it. Oh, dear. I better turn the radio down because my kid's in the car. I didn't know. So we, we can sing stuff and, and remember stuff and recall stuff that we didn't even know what it meant. We didn't even know the, the, what was involved that was all going on there. We, we do this and we, we sang stuff we didn't even know. And our brain just holds all this. And even in the spoken word. So now you, maybe you even take out the the music part for a minute, and you think about the spoken word, you know, things like the Pledge of Allegiance, and, you know, we hold these truths to be self-evident, stuff that, that we remember when we get in there. I have a sister named Bridget. She's seven years younger than me. When we were little, I would read this book to her, the, the Berenstain's uh, B book. And uh, I, I would read it to her often. Her name was Bridget, so I guess that's why, you know, she liked the book. But you just retain information because, see... The big brown bear, blue bull, beautiful baboon, blowing bubbles, biking backwards, bunt black bugs, banana box, and Billy Buster's bagpipe bugle band. And that's where burst baby birds ballooned. See, I know this because I read the bee book to Bridget over and over and over and over again. And it's just there. I'm always going to have the Berenstain's bee book in my head forever. We have this great capacity to retain and recall information. And so what I wanted us to think about today, which I think is just the perfect, you know, the B book and the music is just a perfect segue into what we believe is a faith, right? Follow along with me. See, in our faith and what we believe, you know, last week as we celebrated 14 years of this particular worship ministry at First United Methodist Church, 
We talked about, here were, here were the things. We, we laid out the seven core beliefs that I presented to our leadership and said, this is what we feel like God wants us to do. Let's do this. And so today, I want to spend a few moments talking about what is... So yeah, that's what a, a worship ministry inside of a church is doing. But what is it that, that, that we as Christians really believe? What is it that we say we believe in? What is the foundation? What is the bedrock? And so I want us to take a few minutes this morning, and I want us to look at these really meaningful, really important words that some of you actually might know. You might be able to recite them standing on your head underwater. Like you know what we're going to say in a little while. You know it, but, or, or excuse me, you can recall it, but do you really know what you're saying? Um, in the beginning of, of our faith, of, of our particular faith tradition, United Methodism, um, Music and words were so incredibly important. Um, it was a way to, uh, to express scriptural truths. It was a way to express doctrinal beliefs. And um, John Wesley is our faith father. He, he's the one that got this whole thing going. Well, he had a brother named Charles. And Charles is responsible for writing, depending on who you read, but anywhere from six to 9,000 hymns. And, and in these hymns, these songs, he, it wasn't just like, hey, Jesus, we love you, thank you. He like expressed these really deep scriptural beliefs, these really deep doctrinal things. He, he wrote in his songs, and people would sing about uh, the, the, the belief in the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the, the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, the, the understanding of our need for forgiveness. I mean, all this, he, he wrapped into these songs, and he wrote just hymn after hymn after hymn. And, and it's not just in a, a Methodist hymnal. You can open up any hymnal at any church, and you will find the work of Charles Wesley in there. This was a way he expressed the, the beliefs of, of his faith. And, and these hymns had such a significant influence, and, and it's the bedrock uh, of our tradition. And, and here's the thing I want to jump to this morning, and it's this. We say in, in, in the church, if you've been involved in a, in a church at all growing up, at some point, in some way, you have probably heard or said yourself the Apostles' Creed. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a declaration of what we believe. It's a saying, this is what I believe, and, and we set it, and, and we set it out, and we, and we say it, and it's there. Because, for instance, if I say, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. See, some of you are already continuing, right? Because you know the creed. It's, it's in you. you it, you've heard it. You've said it enough. Like, you know it. You can say it. It's, it's there. Kind of like the songs kind of like my, the B book, you know, some things get in there and they stay, but do we really know, do we really believe and do we really understand what it is we say we believe? And so I want us to take a few moments this morning and look at the Apostles' Creed. I really don't have enough time to go into it as much as I'd like, but we're going to kind of look at it in a, a couple of different sections and walk through it together. So the very first line of the Apostles' Creed says what I said a moment ago. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. So if someone is reciting this Apostles' Creed, they are stating that they believe in God, that there is a God, that there is one above them, that there is one is greater than them. And not only that, but this God is the Father Almighty. This isn't a made-up God. It's not just a statue. It's not um, a man who no longer lives anymore and they just is highly revered. No, this is God, 
the Father, almighty, all-powerful, totally able, not weak, not, I mean, almighty. And he's the creator of heaven and earth. I mean, think about this for a minute, because we say, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. But how many, just this past week, how, how many times did we doubt, how many times did we wonder if God was going to come through on something? How many times in, in the past year have you wondered if God really heard your prayer? If you wondered if God really was going to... Um, to, 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 turn, to, to make some changes, to uh, allow, to, to move some things, to, to place situation or people and, and make it not be what it is now that you've been praying about. I mean, how many times? Because see, we say, I believe in God, the Father, Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. We need to, I'm challenged by this. I need to make sure I'm living this out, that I'm living out this truth that I'm truly believing what I say. Here's another thing we say in the creed. We say, I believe in Jesus Christ, the only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. What? We're saying this is supernatural. This is miracle upon miracle. This is, this is not normal. This is, this is way out there. I believe that God, that, that, that God conceived Jesus... By the Holy Spirit, through a virgin. We're saying we believe this. I believe this. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died. He didn't just go to sleep. He didn't, he didn't just rest for a little bit. He didn't go on a, on a three-day vacation. He died and he was buried. People witnessed it. He was no longer breathing. His heart was no longer beating. He died. We're saying we believe this, that this human body stopped functioning. He descended to hell and the third day he rose from the dead. This is what we say we believe. One of the things that I try to, uh, that, that we try to do with our daughter Mallory is, you know, we'll see a cross, we'll see an emblem and Mallory, what does the cross mean? Oh, well, that Jesus died for our sins. And I said this to you all before, but one of the things I always back, I always follow that up with is, yeah, but what happened later? She goes, Three days later, he rose again because I want her to know that it, Jesus didn't stop being Jesus. He didn't stop being the Savior. He didn't stop being the one who forgave sins at the cross. It was three days later when he rose from the dead. All of a sudden, lungs get inspired. Heart starts beating again. Blood starts running through the veins. Brain starts firing he came back alive. We say we believe this. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. He's coming back. He's still working. He's still savior of the world. This wasn't a fairy tale. It wasn't a made-up story. It's not one of those, it's a question mark. You know, there's not an asterisk by this saying, well, we're really not sure. No, this is real. This is what we say we believe when we say the Apostles' Creed. Does our lives reflect this? Do our lives do this? Um, John chapter 1 verse 14 says this, So the Word became human and made His home among us. That's Jesus. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen His glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. 
You know, without Jesus, without, uh, without the Son of God, without the Son of God who, who died and returned, here's the deal. There's a lot of people that say, wow, I believe in God. I believe in God. You know, you, they look out on a sunset or a beautiful vista, a mountain range, a valley. You know, look at a, you know, like that picture, a little gram, you know, a newborn baby. And just, there's people go, wow, there's got to be a God. There just has to be a God. This is just, this life is too amazing. There is so much beauty. Wow, there's just got to be God. I mean, the sun and the planets and gravity and all this stuff. I mean, there's got to be a God. But without Jesus... Without Jesus, there is a disconnect. There is a disconnect between us and God. Jesus has to be part of this equation. And Jesus came along to say, I've made a way for you. I have made a way for you to be in relationship with Father God Almighty, creator of all of this. See, are we living out, are, are you living out the reality today that the creator of the universe, the creator of the most beautiful thing that you can imagine right now, the most amazing, intricate, delicate, amazing thing, so, I mean, just brilliantly designed, are, are you living out your life in such a way right now today where you understand that that, that was done by God Almighty and he has sent Jesus, his only son, conceived by the Virgin Mary, uh, conceived by the Holy Spirit, born in the Virgin Mary. He sent Christ so that you and I would be in relationship with him. See, we declare that we believe this, but are we living this out? Are we living this truth out? We say, I believe in the Holy Spirit. And let's be honest, sometimes in a church setting, someone says the Holy Spirit, and sometimes people start to squirm a little bit in their seats. And they, they wonder if someone's going to start running up and down the aisles and, and, and saying words that you don't understand, or someone's going to break out the snakes. We don't know because the Holy Spirit is kind of weird and kind of we don't know. But I just got to tell you, Jesus came along and he said, hey, I'm leaving. I've done my part. This is the Shannon version of scripture. I've been here. I've done. I've taught you. I've done what the Father sent me to do. Now I'm returning to the Father, but there is going to be one, a counselor, the paraclete, the one who's going to come and walk alongside of you. He's going to explain stuff I've told you that you're still scratching your head about. He's going to equip you. He's going to give you power you never knew you could have so that you can go and continue to spread this message of salvation to the world. That's what we say when we say we believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe in the continuation. We believe in the continuation of God's plan for humankind. We believe that this, this Holy Trinity is, is, is all part of the work. We believe that, that when we uh, declare our faith in Jesus, that the Holy Spirit of God actually like gets a U-Haul and packs bags and moves into our lives and is there. And if you don't think that's true, you just think about the times when you've been you know, going along your, your business in the day and all of a sudden you think, you know, I need to call so-and-so. And you call so-and-so and so-and-so is like, I cannot believe that you've called me. I, am, I don't know what I would have done if you, hadn't, I don't, if you hadn't written that note, if you hadn't shown up. You know, how many times has this happened in our lives and we're like, oh, what a, what a great coincidence. No, that's the Holy Spirit of God working inside of you if you're a follower of Jesus Christ. We say we believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe in the Holy Catholic Church. 
Again, some people squirm. What does that mean? Am I declaring my allegiance to the Pope or something? And you're not. Catholic only means universal. It means I believe in the capital C church. I believe that, that not only has, has God sent Jesus and Jesus has done the work um, to make a way for salvation and now he has gone back to heaven and now the Holy Spirit has come to indwell among us and to teach us and to counsel us. Not only that, but God through Jesus and the Holy Spirit has instituted the church, the body of Christ, to continue to carry out this mission. You know, I said it a few weeks ago, we belong to each other. If you're a follower of Christ, we belong to each other. We are part of the larger church. We are the bride of Christ. We say this, we believe in the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. And probably of all these things, this is the one we're like, yeah, yeah, I totally get that one. I mean, I can't really understand the Holy Spirit part and some of those other things, but man, I am all about my sins being forgiven. Right? We all love that part, right? And, and who doesn't want a new body, right? You know, get to heaven and you get the new body. And, and, uh, and, wouldn't, and isn't it good to know that, that, you know, when you breathe your last breath here, it's not over? That there's more living to be done? We say we believe these things, but listen, we say, I believe in the forgiveness of sins, but I just got to pose the question, how many of us are living today as if we're not forgiven, even though we've confessed it and we know that Jesus forgives sin and we know he makes a way and he know he doesn't remember our yesterdays, but we're still living as if we're in yesterday. But we say we believe that he forgives sin. Do we really believe the words that we say? Do we really believe the words that have been ingrained in us so much that we could repeat them and recite them at any time. But do we really believe them? See, there's power in this creed. There's hope in this creed. You know, God offers us a free grace and forgiveness that's, that's beyond our ability to really understand, to really wrap our mind around. So here's the thing. This is why I wanted us to look at our creed today. It's because if someone were to walk up to you later today, tomorrow, later this week, whenever, and say, you know, you've... You've talked about church, you've, you've mentioned Jesus, you've said you're a Christian, you know, you've kind of put the signals out there a little bit. And they say to you, but what, is it, what do you really believe? So you have the great honor, the great privilege to say, oh, I can tell you what I believe. And you can lay it out, and it's right here in this creed. So I would ask, actually, if, if you would... Um, Recite this creed. Let's all say it together. And for those of you that know it, know it, know it so well that you can almost like kind of doze off a little bit, would you just, I don't know, if you got to like pinch your hand or something, but would you just kind of lean in a little bit and go, Lord, let me really think about the words I'm saying. Let me not just recite it again, but I really want to say these words. And as I say these words, I want to believe these words. So let's say these together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, 
and the life everlasting. Amen. This is what we believe. Would you pray with me? Father, as we have been, as I have been preparing for this message and, and working on this, Lord, you have shown me areas where I have, I have believed, but I haven't, I haven't been walking it out. I haven't been living it out. And Lord, I thank you for what you've shown me in my preparing for this. God, um, my hope and my prayer today is that you have, maybe for the first time, shown someone what it means to be a Christian, what it means to declare our faith in Jesus Christ. The Lord, you have um, shown us that there is something bigger than us, something bigger than ourselves, something greater in our lives. And then when we declare these truths, not only is it an opportunity for us to to agree and, and say, yes, this is what I believe. Oh, I needed that reminder. I needed, I needed to, to see that again. Not only that, but we are, Lord, I hope and pray that, that we're able to be able to share that truth, to share that promise, to share that hope with others that we come in contact with. God, these, this creed, it could be just empty words. That, that's what it could be. Or it could be, it could be life, promise of hope, a promise of new life in your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Solomon's Porch Podcast. We hope you heard some good practical news in this episode that you can apply to your life. If you'd like, we'd love for you to review our podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. You can also support our ministry by going to theporchvaldasa.com slash give. Until next time, stay classy, listening friends. Thank you.